You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. The Dining at Disney podcast. Your ultimate source about the wonderful world of dining at the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resorts. If you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton are your guides on this culinary adventure. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. Join them as they discuss the latest food news, expert tips, recommendations, and trip planning advice related to Disney food and dining. From quick service to fine dining, you will discover all the best restaurants and food as they hungrily explore the Disney parks. It brings folks together from all walks of life. The Dining at Disney podcast. And now, your host... Kristen Hetzel Go and Jay Bratton. Your ultimate source about the wonderful world of dining at Disneyland and Disney World. I'm Kristen and with me is Jay. How are you doing today? Doing great, thanks. So we've got a lot of news to cover this week. Um, so we're we're going to be covering some news. We also have, you've got a review of Jolly Holiday, right? Yes. As well as we've got a listener question and a Disneyland food tip. So let's go ahead and dive in to some appetizers. Jay, what you got out at Disneyland for us? Oh my, we have uh, quite a few things going on. Um, we'll start with uh, the updated menu at Jolly Holiday. Uh, what's going on is they uh, replaced my favorite sandwich, which sucks. Um, they replaced the market sandwich, and uh, but you know they've got a new roast beef and blue cheese uh, thing on a baguette, I believe. Um, I, I'd have to look at the the exact uh, you know how they define it, but regardless, it's it is a new menu, and they uh, also have a, a bunch of desserts. Um, for a full listing, you can go to our website. Uh, actually, wrote a little um, synopsis on uh, what's being offered for spring 2015. And I also uh, tried the tuna tuna salad sandwich, and uh, I'll provide a, a more in-depth review of that uh, later on in the show. That'll be our main course. And, um, uh, yeah, so it, it's fun. I mean, they do uh, update their menu seasonally. Of course, the mainstays are, you know, the grilled cheese sandwich with the tomato uh, soup, uh, tomato bisque uh, soup, and... Um, you know, of course, the the standard uh, pastries that they always have. Um, but, you know, I'm glad that they are refreshing their menu for the season. I do like the food there. It's always good anytime I've stopped in there. Absolutely. It's, I don't know, it's just something about it. The, the quality level of the bread is better than the other restaurants at the park. Um, I mean, is it, you know, like, oh, my gosh, you know, fresh, you know, out of the bakery type bread? No, but it's definitely better than a lot of the other uh, counter service uh, establishments and definitely better than the quick service places uh, around the parks. And then um, just a, a quick little um, thing about uh, a, a program that Disneyland has done. Um, it has to do with uh, school children in the Anaheim area. And what they did was they um, have a teaching garden and just kind of shows the importance of, you know, of, you know, where our food comes from and nutritional information and stuff like that. And um, it is an Anaheim area school uh, and it's Walt Disney Elementary School. So that's appropriate. 
idiot, right? <laughs> uh, then um, I guess uh, apparently the initial planting was in November, and then they kind of you know just use it as a laboratory um, to you know how how to nurture growing plants, uh, harvest and and produce and process uh, the the uh, you know the the produce. And um, I guess seven hundred kids uh, participated in it, and also a number of uh, Disney volunteers. Uh, it's a volunteers is a program at uh, you know Walt Disney Company. And uh, they helped out with the the whole process as well. So, anyways, again for the link on the the full story, uh, it is on the Disney Parks blog, and we'll have that in our show notes. Then we have uh, this is actually news that's not on any of the Disney Parks blog, and it you may have run across it in the uh, rumor mill uh, or at least on online Facebook, Twitter, etc. But uh, they have brought back the Mediterranean-inspired menu at Paradise Garden Grill. So I was super happy about that because I was at um, DCA this past uh, Wednesday. And when I uh, went to the went to the the Paradise Garden Grill, I, I kind of expected that they would still have the burgers there since Smoke Trumpers wasn't set to open till the next day. But when I got there, surprise, surprise, they brought back the Mediterranean menu. And not only did they bring it back, they actually provided um, it looks like enhancements to the to the to the menu. So um, it, you know, it's same some of the similar dishes, um, some of the newer ones. I really haven't studied it and I haven't tried it yet. But in the past, they just had the skewers, and it looks like now they actually have the what's it called the. Um, uh, Euro, the, the Euro sandwich. Um, it, I, I don't know if it's Euro sandwich or a Euro plate, something along those lines, but yeah. you know, that is an addition, uh, to what they had previously. Then, um, another bits of news, all kinds of news. And again, this is at DCA. Uh, Smoke Jumpers Grill did officially open, which was March 20th. Unfortunately, the, the day after I was at the parks. <laughs> you just missed it. I just missed it. I just missed it. And, but from what I heard, well, I don't know if I really missed much. Um, apparently, the menu is almost identical, and they, I mean, it is what it is, and, you know, I was extremely disappointed they, they didn't bring back the ribs, but at the same time, I understand, you know, maybe this is just the beginning, and perhaps they'll venture to, to expand the menu at a later time. Who knows? But the, the good thing is that they uh, brought back the toppings bar, which is unique to that establishment. Uh, what that is is you can put on your own jalapenos or you know mayonnaise, mustard, lettuce, tomato, onions, etc. And you can pile it high, you know, so you can make your your little small little burger into like a super stack, you know. And uh, just it's all about you know how much how much uh, you know stuff you want to put on there, um, which is a good thing. Uh, actually, a lot of people have uh, have said that you know that was one of their favorite um, aspects of of that uh, restaurant. So you know I'll. Give Give it a shot. You know, again, from, you know, what, what people have said, it, it's essentially the same uh, as far as the meat and, and buns and, and, and so forth. Um, but, you know, I'll give it a shot. And, and uh, you know, if it's bad, then that's okay. I take a bullet for dining at Disney. No big deal. <laughs> but um, we, we uh, have the, the show notes and um, 
there's the link to the Disney Parks blog, and also, um, you know, not advocating touring plans, but you know, they did have a really nice write-up uh, about their initial impressions of the new, uh, you know, the new decor and stuff like that at the um, at the restaurant. And from what I read in the pictures I've seen, it looks really nice. Actually, it looks really nice. So I'm I'm excited just to even look at the restaurant and um, you know go from there. Is that the only restaurant that has a toppings bar? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cause there's over at Walt Disney World. There's a couple of restaurants that have the topping bar. Mm, so. I see. One of them, uh, if you order Pecos Bills and if you order their taco salad, it's mm-hmm. the shell with the meat in it, and that's it. So like you have to throw the lettuce and all of the toppings, so then you can make you know your taco salad like stick all the way over the top of the bo- uh, bowl. And- <laughs> yeah, that's good. I say, hey, mile high, man. You know, it's, I know. If they're, if they're letting you do it, why not? You know, and, and exactly. Yeah, that's well, good. I, I actually like that. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing is that instead of like telling the cast member uh, no onions, you know, or, or no pickles or whatever, you don't have to worry about it. You just do it yourself. And and so what? You know what I mean? It, if, if uh, you know, maybe it's a little dry or whatever, you can make it as moist as you want. Just slap on a, a, a gob of mayonnaise and mustard and, and so forth and you can make melty it. melty cheese. And there you go. Melty cheese. <laughs> Can't go wrong with melty cheese. <laughs> there you go. So how about uh, we got some appetizers from our from our uh, from our parks over there on the, on the east coast? I do. I've got a couple of news stories. One of them is Wishes Firework Dessert Party is now taking reservations. In the past, this was referred to as Tomorrowland Terrace Dessert Party. They've uh, updated this a little bit and have just started with the reservations. The first date that people can book it for is July fifth. Um, it's going to have reserved seating. There'll be decadent desserts and beverages. Uh, you'll get to toast with a glass of sparkling cider as the fireworks kick off. Some of the desserts include chocolate chocolate dipped strawberries, chocolate mousse, ice cream. There's going to be seasonal fruit and cheese for those that want something a little bit healthier. Disney character themed cupcakes. There's hot drinking chocolate, signature lemonades, coffee, and tea also available. It's going to be $49 for adults, 29 for children, tax included, and reservations can be made by visiting disneyworld.com slash dine or calling 407-WDW-DINE. Between that, they also do one over at Epcot, and between the two, I would go with the one at Epcot because you at least get champagne. There you go. Free alcohol. Well, not free, really, but yeah. <laughs> that I, pref- I prefer <laughs> illuminations, too, to okay. wishes. So it's one of those things as well. Um, actually, uh, if it's okay, I, I apologize. Can we? I, I want to go back a little bit and, and uh, apologize to the listeners as well. I actually had some pictures to show. Well, it's not for our listeners really. It's it's for the people who are actually watching our YouTube our YouTube uh, channel here. Um, I uh, pulled off some uh, photographs from from uh, some online sources, and I wanted to show uh, the new decor for uh, the Smoke Jumpers Grill. And here we go. So, um, yeah, this is the interior where you go in to order the, the food. 
and it's pretty standard though it's essential essentially the same layout as they had before so nothing exciting there uh then here's um, kind of a, a close-up of the menu as you can see you know the the bacon cheddar burger is replacing the bacon and blue cheeseburger um they did add the grilled chicken and feta salad i think that it was a different i think it was just like a regular garden salad before and then um the the chili cheeseburger is ex exactly the same and then the grilled chicken and jack they just changed the nomenclature it went from grilled chicken sandwich to grilled chicken and jack you know so they wanted to emphasize that it does have cheese apparently and then on the outside um you know they they it looks like they added more seating and um or at least maybe not more it just it looks a little bit different than it did before and um the uh you know it, it looks nice i like the outside exterior design and it looks more in line with uh grizzly peak obviously because you know that's what it's supposed to be supposed to represent but it just looks better just overall um compared to taste pilot's grill in my opinion then also I wanted to uh, share some pictures. Uh, nothing too sexy here. It's just uh, the <laughs> the Paradise Garden Grill. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up here. I All am right. surprised that they don't have ribs or like pulled pork, anything like that on the Smoke Jumpers menu. I you know I totally agree with you on that and it just to me if you're gonna call it smoke jumpers yes I mean it is an homage to you know the the firefighters out there that that uh, help you know prevent our you know national force from burning down completely but at the same time I don't know when you include smoke into a, a restaurant name I I expect something smoky you know I expect some ribs or smoked chicken or you know smoked uh, whatever brisket what you know, what's that <laughs> the turkey leg there you go the turkey leg sure why not and uh so anyways yeah whatever i mean who knows like i said this is I, i'm not sure if this is just kind of get the the restaurant going and then later on they'll go ahead and um decide to change the menu which hopefully that'll be the case but regardless i'm not to you know it is what it is and you know just you can only hope for for something different uh but regardless uh, back to paradise garden grill um here's a picture of the exterior um nothing really has changed much i mean the the facade and everything is all the color schemes are are exactly how it's always been uh but just like i said the menu though um has been um updated and thank goodness they got rid of those burgers they were terrible um so they have the uh, grilled uh, grilled steak uh, skewers the spicy meatballs uh, lemon oregano chicken and the beef euro platter yeah so i was right it was a platter not the the euro sandwich and then the Greek salad. And I, you know, my, I've tried all the skewers before. I have not tried the Euro platter. So I'm, I'm really excited to, to give that a shot. And also, I think that the uh, grilled tofu and vegetables is a newer skewer as well. I, if I remember correctly, it was like a portobello mushroom skewer. I, you know, I, it, it's been a while since I've eaten there, so I, I'd, I'd have to go back and, and look at my old photographs and stuff. <laughs> I know, right? But, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's just I try to keep all these menus straight in my head, but you know, it's just so many, so many things that they're offering. Oh, I know. So, it's okay, there's my little picture show. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, where were we? Oh, Magic Kingdom. Just finished talking about um, wishes. Uh, okay, so over Magic Kingdom, they did change some of the snack locations around a little bit. Previously, you were able to get um, 
your Dole Whip and your Dole, uh, Dole Whip float and all of that at a lower aisle. And it was located, um, trying to think, it located near like the Jungle Cruise. Well, they've switched that with Sunshine Tree Terrace. We haven't talked about this, did we? No. Okay. I, I, I read the, the article. Mind, I'm like, did I talk about this before or not? <laughs> Um, but they switch locations. Yeah, I thought it was kind of strange, actually. Um, but it makes sense to me to have them swap their locations because Sunshine Tree Terrace is significantly larger than Aloha Isle. Oh, okay. It's a good, I'd say, almost three times the size. Oh, my. Yeah, it's oh. a lot bigger. And since Aloha Isle always has a really long line... It just it just makes more sense to me to have it there and not blocking a main walkway. So they did switch locations. They took their menus with them. So uh, the other thing that they changed that did not make any sense to me was the Turkey Leg has moved from Frontierland and Liberty Square over to the Cool Ship in Tomorrowland. Hmm. Um, so that's the only thing that I'm like, because mm. when I think of Turkey Legs, I think of like rustic and you know like home on the range kind of thing you know you go, exactly <laughs> cowboys cool. discovering you know new frontiers and yeah the original paleo diet right <laughs> yeah so it seems to me you know it's i don't know yeah no i agree with you i mean i, I i'm i'm surprised actually they they did that and you know I, they should somebody needs to to check that because really i it, you know like i tell there's certain foods that belong in certain lands you know and and that's especially true uh, to me with the turkey leg um i don't know it just feels kind of out of place you know when you're in tomorrowland in, in disneyland and you're like eating that and just like, uh, you know, I like, I don't, it's not, uh, it's just kind of, it doesn't feel right, you know, and if anything, I'll just like take it back over to, to Fantasyland or, <laughs> I, I, you know, walk back over to, uh, to Frontierland and, and just chomp on a, on a, on a bench over there. Yeah, it just fit those areas so well that I was just kind of surprised. I don't know if maybe they're trying to maybe change traffic or see if they relocate it over there, if it'll be, more popular i don't i don't know or less popular if somebody just goes hey let's let's move things around and see what happens so but oh well they changed it on to some good news be our guest now is serving breakfast so this can make a lot of people happy because that restaurant is near impossible to get into. I mean, not too long ago, they added the advanced dining reservations for lunch, but now they added breakfast and you can do um, ADRs for that as well. It's just in a testing phase. Um, now through June 18th, there will be breakfast served from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. daily. Some of the menu items include uh, pastries. There's cured meats and cheeses, A's Florentine, an open-faced bacon and poached egg sandwich, vegetable quiche, croissant donut, which has been fried and topped with banana caramel sauce, chocolate ganache, and whipped cream. For the little kids, there is brioche French toast, scrambled eggs, fruit crepes, cereal, and oatmeal. And reservations can be made now either by calling 407-WDW-DINE. You can book it online or via the My Disney Experience app. The Disney Dining Plan is accepted. It's $19.99 for adults. I'm trying to remember how much it was kids. Can't remember what it is for kids, and I don't want to quote it wrong. But that's all right. They can they can check our link on the website, right? Yes. There you go. Some people th said they thought it was you know twenty dollars was too much, but when you think about it, for breakfast at a table service location, that's not too bad, you know. 
Uh, it's 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 kind of up there. I, is it a breakfast buffet or is it? Uh, or is they it bring like a main. They they'll bring like a main dish to you, I believe, mm-hmm. and then you they bring pastries and stuff like that for the whole table to share. Okay, so it's sort of like uh, like uh, DCA, the Little Mermaid restaurant, um, where it's kind of an upscale, where quote unquote upscale uh, type of experience uh, in terms of like the the dining experience. But I guess upscale for kids. It's not not necessarily upscale for adults, right? Um, I don't know. This this restaurant seems to have more of an adult menu. It's the only place in the Magic Kingdom you can drink. Right. The yeah, lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. That's you can get you can get in to eat there. Right. Right. I was lucky enough to get to test it out when I went for um the AP preview okay. when they did that. And Al John and I and a friend of ours, we went and did dinner there. And since then I haven't been able to get in. And for lunch, before it was either you wait in line, which was at least an hour or so, you wait in line or you're lucky enough that you you know, Disney gave you one of those magical fast passes that nobody knows how they were determining, you know, what guests got it and which ones didn't. And we never got one. So I still haven't done done lunch there, but now I have a chance to. There you go. I'm I don't have at... to wait an hour or more <laughs> to, to, just to eat. Like by the time I want to eat, I'm hungry. Like, <laughs> I don't want to wait an hour now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm with you on that one. I'm looking at the the photos, and and it looks really nice. I that uh, little little platter with the cured meats and cheeses with the baguette. Oh my! Uh-huh. I mean that that is definitely like on the upscale end. Um, then the eggs Florentine that looks wonderful, magnificent. I don't know how the pastry is at these restaurants. Is it on par with like let's say uh, Napa Rose or maybe just a little bit lower than that? I'd say a little bit lower than Napa Rose. Okay, okay, but it's not bad. No, no. Okay, cool. That looks good. Uh, next time I go to Disney World in next, I don't know, eight to ten years, I'll I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully by then it won't be as popular as it is now. Right. <laughs> I think that's all the news, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So time for the main dish. That's all you, Jay. Oh, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. So um, as I had stated, I was at uh, the parks, uh, Disneyland Resort uh, this past Wednesday, and um, I decided to give the Jolly Holiday Spring Menu a try. So I went there and I decided, I I was debating whether or not to get the roast beef uh, or the tuna salad because I... On one hand, I wanted to try the roast beef, but I just, I really wasn't that hungry. And I figured, you know, it's springtime. I don't know. Tuna salad seems a little more, you know, to my liking, or at least at that moment. So I uh, went ahead and ordered that. And I also got the white chocolate mousse whoopie pie. So I went ahead and did a little video if you guys want to check it out on YouTube. But I'll give you the breakdown now so you can save yourself three and a half minutes of of, uh, watching my my, uh, my (laughs) iPhone uh, shot video with the background noise and all that. But uh, regardless... Oh, but uh, so, see, that's always so much fun because you get to hear people's <laughs> interesting conversations. Yeah, that's true. And then you do get the, the uh, park noise in the background, right? It's, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. So you can imagine yourself sitting at the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe and, and enjoying lunch. There you go. So, yeah. So check it out for sure. Um, so the, the tuna salad sandwich. I, I had a little bit of mixed emotion about this one. Um, 
I, I, on one hand, I liked it. It was different than the standard tuna salad sandwich that you get at, you know, whatever at the, the supermarket or, you know, the deli or something like that. But um, it wasn't quite as good as I expected it to be, only because I read on the Disney Park blog that, oh, we're bringing back the tuna salad sandwich. It, it almost seemed like back by popular demand type thing. So I was like, okay, cool. It must be good. I mean, you know, why, why else would they hype it up like this, right? So... I went in, uh, got it, and I decided to uh, kind of take all the ingredients and parse it out. I The bun itself, it's a brioche bun. It's not the most uh, delicate brioche out there. Um, it is a little bit chewy. Um, it was cold, which is unfortunate. I mean, it wasn't it, it wasn't even room temperature. It was actually, it felt like they had brought it out of the refrigerator maybe 15 minutes before, and that's uh, unfortunate. Uh, of course, it could have been in a cool... Uh, cool cool storage area so regardless it, it was a bit cold and that, that didn't really um, do anything uh, for the taste or flavor of the of the bun but uh, the the tuna salad itself was uh, you know it was like an albacore tuna um, it wasn't the the cheap grade you know uh, cans that you get at the store for 59 cents or whatever it, it was you know a little bit chunky they uh, had some capers in it which was good I, I really like capers and that's a little bit different from the standard pick that they they utilize for for tuna salad uh then there's the red onion uh some green onion and i thought that was interesting green onion uh you know incorporated with the tuna salad and um the other thing and then it was served on a, on a, a leaf lettuce uh like a romaine or something and also a uh uh, tomato, just like just a standard, you know, beef steak tomato kind of thing, and so the the taste again was was pretty good. It wasn't my favorite. Would I get it again? Uh, probably not, to be honest. Um, but I think for people who like tuna salad or want an alternative, you know, like a fish alternative to uh, the you know roast beef or chicken or, or you know even the grilled cheese. You know, it's it's definitely something to you know worthwhile to get. Um, and I always and it comes with the the uh, house made chips, which you throw house made chips and you made me happy camper. You know, house made chips are always good. Oh yeah, definitely. I throw a little extra, a little black pepper on those things, and mm, 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 it's yummy. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I also got the white chocolate mousse uh, whoopie pie, and I'll go ahead and show a little picture of that here. Let me do my little screen share. Okay, here we go. Screen share and okay. So the the this was pretty good. Um, I don't recall them ever having this on the menu before, so it's something fairly new. Uh, the 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 bun, the the uh, chocolate, I guess, uh, sponge cake that uh, encases the whoopie pie is uh, like a darker chocolate. It's not a milk chocolate, which is good. I, I think that uh, you need a darker chocolate, especially if you're going to do like a white chocolate center. You need a sort of a contrast to, to the inside ingredients, the sweetness. Then also the... Uh, the uh, the white chocolate uh, mousse itself was good. Um, it was a just just a hair sweet for me. Uh, I I think honestly that the the better choice would be doing like a whipped cream type filling, but obviously that's not going to be very feasible just for the fact that you know that that requires refrigeration, and I think they want it to be shelf stable. 
uh, you know, okay. warm temperatures and stuff. Uh, but I did like the the little candy crunches on the outside. I was actually surprised that I liked the, the candy crunches in the outside, the sprinkles. Because normally I, I don't, like, when I get ice cream sundaes or whatever, I sort of skip over those little candy. I don't need sugar on top of sugar. But this did a nice job of providing some uh, textural contrast to the to the, to the dessert there. So it looks good. Yeah, it's well. Thanks. That's my photography skills. There you go. <laughs> you, you can't see me, but I'm like, uh, you know, you know, doing my fingernails. Okay, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, it, it was it was quite nice, uh, and and I I would recommend it to people to get uh, if they're in the mood for a sweet treat. Um, it's not too heavy. Uh, you definitely can share. I I only had a quarter of it, and then the the rest of it I brought home and let my wife try it, and she liked it as well. Unfortunately. It wasn't. It didn't look the same after sitting in my backpack for several hours. But uh, you know, she got the she got the the gist of the flavors. So the important thing is is the taste at that point. You know, like as right. long as it tastes good, it's okay. Or it doesn't look so pretty anymore. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so just get, grab a spoon and just you know scoop up all the the crumbs and in the uh, the white chocolate mousse cream and you're you're good to go. So. I think it'd be good if they had done a milk chocolate moose in it that actually would have been good as well i i believe and again i ideally i would love it to be like a you know whipped cream or even ice cream because the the buns uh, you know the little the sponge cake buns or whatever were really good i, I really liked that i enjoyed it a lot the the uh, dark chocolate uh, um flavor was was outstanding on those I always prefer dark chocolate to milk chocolate because I'm not I'm, like you. I'm not a big, big sweet person either. Right. right. I leave that. I leave all that to Al John. <laughs> like it's too sweet. I'm like, here, you can have it. I don't want it. <laughs> but that's a good thing. You know, for me, uh, you know, I like to try things. And if I don't like it, my wife loves sweet. So, you know, she'll eat it. So that that works out for both of us. Right. Right. <laughs> that's like um when I get bags of, of candy, you know, I say you get jelly beans, you know, I like, I'm, I want the, the pink and the red. I don't want, I don't want the grape ones. Or I just don't like grape. So I hate to, growing up, I hated sharing candy to this day, even still with my dad, because him and I like the same flavors. Whereas if I share with mom, she doesn't like them. So we each get what we want out of it and everybody's happy. There's no like having to fight over. No, I want this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I guess now that we've been talking about dessert, we should get into the dessert section. And I know you've got a food tip. Should we go into that first or do we want to cover the listener question? Uh, I'll just, uh, well, let's, let's do the listener question. We'll just alternate, make it, make okay. it interesting. So our listener question comes from Steve K. He writes us and it says, My wife and I have a trip to Walt Disney World coming up early October. My wife being a foodie and this being a trip with just the two of us has decided we're going to do only signature dining. Wow, nice. Of these choices, which five would you choose? It says, knowing that everyone has different tastes. Your opinion is appreciated. And the choices are Flying Fish, California Grill, Citricos, Narcoosies, Yachtsman Steakhouse, Le Cellier Steakhouse, and Monsieur Paul. And he's missing my favorite signature dining restaurant on his list. What's that? Chico. Ah, Chico. Chico. 
You should consider Jika, Steve. It's really good. Uh, see, I like Jika because it's got such a variety of food. If whether you eat meat or you don't, it's great for people who are vegan, vegetarian, carnivores, and the food flavors range quite a bit. And I've always had an excellent meal there. I have never been disappointed. But from this list, I would go with flying fish is always spot on. The food's always, the fish is always fresh. They have had the same signature dish for a while now. Um, the other ones have kind of alternated out as the seasons change. If you don't like fish, they do offer chicken and steak there as well. And the steak's really good. Um, but I would pick that. I would probably go with California Grill. And would book a reservation around the time of Wishes, so that way you could watch it from the restaurant. Hmm. They did a good job when they updated that restaurant. I think it looks really pretty now. California Grill? Yeah. It, in the past, it looked a little... Rundown? Outdated. And the carpet okay. kind of made me think of, like, a kid's play area. It had big color blocks mm. on the carpet. It, and I just well, wasn't... Yeah, when I when I went to Walt Disney World a few years ago, they were just about to undergo the renovation. And that's that was actually my impression. I was like, wow, I mean, why do people think this is like a you know really good place? And I like, looked at it and I was like, this is kind of like run down a bit. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, but uh, anyways, uh, you know, it's a good, good thing that they updated it. They updated it and it looks, it looks really pretty. The food's really good. Um, nice view of the fireworks from there. Um, I would say if it's breezy to take you know and it's cool outside take a jacket take a sweater because when you walk out on that little causeway outside there it's really really breezy and it'll make cold um let's see i would also go with narcoosies because their food is excellent they offer a surf and turf that's lobster tail and filet mignon uh, for dessert, I really like their almond crusted cheesecake. And I don't even like cheesecake, but it's like my one of my favorite desserts at Disney. Um, let's see. So that's with three. Uh, okay, this is where it's difficult going between Yachtsman's and Le Cellier. I really like Le Cellier, but I will say that Al John's the big steak eater. That's like his thing is when we go to Disney, he's going to find the best steak. And he will tell you hands down, Yachtsman's Steak is the place to go get a steak. It's his favorite. So if you're looking for an excellent steak, I would I would go with Yachtsman. But I do like Le Cellier. They've got, you know, the little breads that they bring out that are always good. Um, you can't go wrong with the Canadian cheddar cheese soup. Uh, and I would go with Monsieur Paul. That would be my fifth choice. Um, and I tried that in October, and I found the menu to be really good. It's um, And it's quiet up there. You know, you, you're above uh, Le Chefs de France, so you might be able to see the fireworks if you're dining during illuminations. You can see them from the window up top. But it's a very quiet restaurant so i think it's a nice place to go for a romantic dinner too that and that are narcoosies because you can see wishes from because it sits out on the water of the seven seas lagoon so you can watch walk outside or from the table if you're you're sitting at a table that faces the magic kingdom you can watch the fireworks from there so yeah so i would go with flying fish california grill Narcoosies, Yachtsman's, and Monster Paul. So those would be my five Ds. And thank you so much for your question. Yeah, for sure. 
And on to the Disneyland food tip, Jay. There you go. So everyone loves Dole Whip. It's one of those iconic treats uh, alongside the churros that people have to get when going to Disneyland. And every time I've gone by the uh, Tiki, <clears throat> excuse me, the Enchanted Tiki Room, <clears throat> whoa, huh, had a little frog there. Um, Any time you go by the Enchanted Tiki Room, there's always a long line. Uh, unless you get there right when the place opens, th- there's always a long line. So here's a little secret. When you go to get your Dole Whip, don't wait in that long line that is on the outside of the queue area. Go inside like you're going to watch the Tiki Room, and there's a second line that's on the inside. And what you do is place your order. There's always at least three to four cast members on duty, so one person will be able to help you out, and they do have a cash register on the inside as well. So it's going to save yourself at least 20 to 30-minute wait time. And, um, you know, if you're there and you feel compelled, might as well watch the Enchanted Tiki Room anyways. I mean, you have the, the nice little sweet treat to, to go along with the, uh, with the show. But, um, yeah, so that's my little insider secret. Also, this is a little bonus tip, and this is for both Walt Disney World and Disneyland people who love the Dole Whip. There is a company that's based out of Hawaii. And they decided to, uh, well, I guess they made it available to the public um, to order the Dole Whip mix. And the name of the company is called Unified Enterprises Corporation. And uh, they do have three different flares, flavors. They have the pineapple, of course, uh, orange, and vanilla. And you guys have the orange uh, out there in Walt Disney World, correct? Yeah. Yeah, we don't have it in California. So one of these days, maybe I'll you know, decide to order some just for, for the heck of it. The only downside, though, is that you have to buy, like, a bulk <laughs> package. It's not just like, okay, you know, let me just get, like, you know, three to four serving sizes or whatever. No, the, their minimum order is for 70 half-cup servings, and that's a lot. You better right? really like the dough one. Oh, yeah, exactly. Unless you got, a, like, a huge party that you're going to make it for, uh, that's definitely going to last you, you know, for, for a lifetime for most people. Um <laughs> And uh, the other the other aspect of it is uh, it does cost twenty five dollars, so it's not cheap. However, uh, and then plus, it's not just twenty five dollars; it's actually twenty five dollars plus shipping. And I calculated out; I just kind of did a little faux order there. And for the shipping to California, it was about nineteen dollars. So yeah, it's almost the same say. price. Yeah, it's almost the same price as the product itself. So you have to be really committed to to want want this uh, mix. But uh, at least it's available, though, right? I and mean, you know, yeah. It, I mean, it would be pretty cool to have, like, if you're doing like a little tiki themed party in the summer i mean how cool would that be to have you know oh, yeah. and then then you could kick it up a little bit for you know adults and some coconut rum or spice <laughs> rum or something like that add that in there there you go You'd be everybody's favorite person <laughs> <laughs> be a hit for sure uh anyways uh, if you're interested uh we put the uh, link to the website uh, where the product is available and i just uh not not just the company link i actually put you right to the product page so you know, save you save you some time doing some search on it 
definitely makes it easy that way, huh? So, Jay, do you have anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay, well, that wraps up another episode. Where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at MagicalFoodTour.com and on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Google+, etc. They can find me at Magical Food Tour and uh, also on the Diz Geek Podcast. If you want to hear a podcast about the news and reviews and rumors and so forth about Disneyland, then uh, that's... Uh, you can uh, you know hit us up and uh, that's at disgeek.com and on twitter it's at disgeek podcast great and you can find me at dining at disney.com on twitter facebook pinterest instagram it's dining at disney on youtube where you can watch this it's the dining at disney we would love to hear from you so please don't hesitate to email us with your questions or comments at podcast at dining at disney.com or you can call us at 614-992-DADP that's 3237 make sure you download this and our other episodes and please subscribe at on iTunes. You can also get it via We Be Geeks as we are part of the We Be Geeks network. Till next time, I'm Kristen. With me is Jay and Bon Appetit. <laughs>